Jamie cradled the back of Faith's head and sighed. Those four days with Charlotte, followed by the media frenzy upon the little girl's safe return to her father, New York Governor Philip Grand, seemed to follow Jamie everywhere, like a shadow. The checkup calls from Special Agent Wilcox and the FBI, the paparazzi, the whispers and the stares, the nightmares that danced under her eyelids when she tried to sleep at night, the way Edward scrutinized every move Faith made, as if there were some clue that would uncover a hidden truth. Faith's breathing became even, but Jamie kept rocking, her mind fixated, as it often was, on the darkness of that log cabin bedroom, on the strength of his body, the caress of his hand. She tried to change her focus to something happy, and Ronaldo's face appeared in her mind's eye, as it often did. Jamie could still see him standing there in that dirty garage, his paperwork spread out across the counter, looking at her and Charlotte when they burst through his door, as if he'd just seen a ghost. She could still feel his floppy, thick hair in her grasp and the security of his arms. Kind, gentle Ronaldo, who'd helped her when she and Charlotte needed him most. No questions asked. Kind, gentle Ronaldo, who couldn't understand as much as he tried. Why Jamie desperately wanted to have this child. Despite everything. Despite him. Over the past two years, friends and family members had suggested Jamie read up on research that dealt with the acceptance and legitimacy of a child of rape. But Jamie had felt nothing but love and a fierce protectiveness for her baby, who was now sleeping peacefully in her arms from the moment she found out she was pregnant. Reynaldo may have loved Jamie, and she him, but if he couldn't accept faith, it could have never worked between them. It was nearly impossible for Jamie to block out the circumstances surrounding Faith's conception when she was reminded of them every time she looked into her daughter's eyes. She didn't want to be reminded of them when she looked in Ronaldo's eyes, too. Edward appeared at the doorway to the bedroom. He's on his way, he whispered. The newscopters are following the van on the highway. Finally, it's almost over. Jamie gave her brother a small smile as he left the room. She wanted nothing more than to believe that this was the end of all that ugliness. Yet as she watched her daughter sleep, she couldn't shake the feeling that it never would. She crossed her ankles, feeling for the semi-automatic gun that she kept in a holster at the side of her calf, a present she'd bought for herself despite Edward's reluctance. She thought of her NRA firearms training certificate and manuals that were tucked away neatly in her nightstand drawer, replacing her old yoga CDs, which had been moved to the trash. These days, safety came in the form of a pistol, not a pose. Until two years ago, she'd never thought much about the Second Amendment, or of herself as a gun person. Until two years ago, she'd never had a reason to. 
But if Bailina or anyone else found a way to come after her or her daughter now, or any time in the future, she'd know how to handle herself. She would be ready. And this time, she would be shooting to kill. <laughs>